There's an Old Testament reading and a New Testament reading. The Old Testament reading is taken from Isaiah chapter 9 and the first two verses. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, the Lord humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And then in John, chapter 8, starting at verse 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The Pharisees challenged him. Here you are, appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered, Even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you have no idea where I came from or where I am going. You judge by human standards. I pass judgment on no one. But if I do judge, my decisions are true. Because I am not alone, I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the Father who sent me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you very much, Janet. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, yes, we do lift our eyes on this Advent Sunday as we begin this season approaching Christmas. And we pray, Lord, would you come and, and speak to us now? Would you come by your Spirit and speak to our hearts? Uh, help us to live as your children of light in the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, it's Advent Sunday. I'm really excited because... Um, Advent is my favorite season of the church year. You know, as we come into Christmas, all the lights are going up, the decorations are going up um, around the houses. And an ongoing discussion in the Roughhead household is at what date you, is, it's okay to put up the tree, to put up the decorations and the lights. And so I wonder if we can actually have a show of hands, perhaps to settle the matter. Um, <laughs> and please do join in online. Use the chat or the comments 
um, to see kind of um, where we're at with this. I personally feel like you can't go too early or, you know, you kind of, you, you wear it out by the time Christmas Day comes around. So I'm, I think about now is good, whereas Holly, my wife, is perfectly happy to put them up October, November, you know, <laughs> sooner the better. So let's have a show of hands or um, chat online. If you're putting up Christmas decorations like today or in the next few days. Okay, yeah, there's a few of us. So that's me. I'm in the minority there. Well, how about, is it maybe some point between now and Christmas? <laughs> yeah, okay. That's most of us. <laughs> and then, are there some, is there anyone here for whom the Christmas decorations have been up for weeks? The, the Christmas classics have been blaring. Very good. Very brave. Thank you for uh, <laughs> reading that. It's so exciting, isn't it? And as we put up the, kind of the lights and uh, we... Yeah, we, we prepare our homes and our towns and our hearts for Jesus. Um, we remember these words that Jesus said in our gospel reading this morning. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, Holly and I went to the cinema uh, the other week. Um, it's the first time we've been since before the pandemic. And we went to see the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die. Uh, it was very entertaining. It had everything you could wish for in a, in a James Bond movie. Um, and it's not a comment at all on the quality of the film, but the thing that really caught my attention in the cinema was actually during the adverts before the film started and had this um, kind of membership advert for Odeon Cinema. And part of the, the video they played had this question which really struck me. Want to escape more often? And of course, the idea was, well, you could escape to the cinema, you know, buy this membership, you can see as many films as you like or, or whatever. And it really kind of got me thinking, do I want to escape more often? There's so much that we might want to escape from um, in life, especially at the moment. Um, pandemic is ongoing. We just heard news in the last kind of day or so, kind of new variants, new rules. What does that mean for, for Christmas time? Um, it, we might want to escape just from our own personal circumstances, our working situations. Maybe it's just our own thoughts and fears. Perhaps it's the possibility of not spending Christmas with family again for another year. Or on the flip side, it could be the possibility of spending time uh, with family um, at Christmas again. But it really struck me, probably take that slide down now, um, really struck me that whereas our instinct might be to kind of withdraw and to escape, to kind of seek to disengage from reality because it's painful, to lose ourselves in distractions, God does the opposite. He comes to be with us in Jesus. God became human in Jesus Christ. And the theological um, word for this is incarnation. Um, and literally, it kind of means in-fleshed, you know, embodied. But the idea is it's not, it's not just kind of putting on a costume. You know, Jesus didn't come down in a spacesuit, but he was born fully human, fully divine, born as a baby, which we remember at Christmas. 
And God, who is the light of the world, brings that light into the dark places of our lives. And that is the good news of Advent. This Jesus, God's Son who came into the world, he's the one who says to, to us, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And he came into the world that first Christmas so that we don't need to try and escape from this life, but we can live in the real world and face up to reality. Um, and following Jesus in your light, life is actually to be more present to yourself and to those around you, not more distant. And as we, as we see the Christmas lights up around our house, you know, around town, Leamington, uh, the lights are on now, um, around our neighborhoods, we're, we're reminded that darkness ultimately is it's actually an emptiness, and light fills it. And so too it is with Jesus. You know, when he came into the world as a baby 2,000 years ago, and still today, present by his spirit, he dispels the darkness just by his presence with us. Martin Luther King once said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. It's not enough to just hide or distract ourselves from the darkness we see in our own hearts or um, in the world around us. Darkness can only be banished by light, and it's always banished by light. And Jesus is God's light and love incarnate, embodied, born into the world. And he drives out darkness and hatred. And, and so as we enter into the season of Advent um, and approaching Christmas, I'm really challenged this year to really remember and hold on to uh, God's light and his love that have come into the world in the person of Jesus and is available to me, to you, to us today. Um, now, Holly and I took a week's holiday uh, earlier this year, um, and as part of it, we visited this man-made cave system, um, which had been, yeah, been built um, in the Second World War as a bomb uh, shelter. And so we went into these caves, kind of deep underground, and at one point, the guide got all of us to turn off our torches um, and experience pitch-black darkness, the kind of darkness where you can't even see your hand if you, if you uh, wave it in front of your face. Um, it's not something that I've experienced for a very long time, and it was quite unnerving. Um, you know, and those of us who, particularly if we live in towns or cities, it's, you know, we never really experience true darkness at all because there's always light somewhere um, around. But you know, as soon as we turned our torches on again, the darkness was gone. The light filled it. You know, the void was filled with that light, and we could see. And it's the same with Jesus. The light of the world, he fills the darkness and lets us see things for what they really are. And that's what these Advent candles symbolize. And we've lit the first one today, and each Sunday we're going to light more and more. And the light grows. It's a poignant sign of the way that Jesus, the light of the world, kind of illuminates our surroundings and enables us to see. And it's this kind of light that the prophet Isaiah foresaw 700 years before Jesus. And we heard that read 
by Janet earlier. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And this light, it's not just a disembodied force. Uh, something, you know, as we turn the light bulbs on. But it's a person. This light of the world is a person. Jesus, God himself, come to be with us. And so we are able to be true to ourselves and true to others, walking in the light of Jesus, following him and knowing the light of life. In the second part of Jesus' phrase, he says, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but have the light of life. It's not just illumination, but it's invigoration. Not just being able to see, but being able to live. Firstly, being true to ourselves. In being light of the world, Jesus, he has a way of laying bare our hearts, you know, and our mixed motives, our fear, our pride, the lies that we tell ourselves. And he shines his light on us. He wants to shine his light on your heart, on my heart today. Uh, Make us aware that we need help and healing. And so rather than living in denial or trying to escape from ourselves, from those dark parts in our hearts, Jesus enables us to have our identity rooted in him, um, to forgive us, to redeem us from the darkness in our hearts. You know, whether that darkness has been caused by our own actions or perhaps by someone else or others. And when he died for us on the cross, he made a way for us to live that new life, following him in the light of life. And as well as being true to ourselves, Jesus as light of the world also enables us to be true to others. He enables us to recognize the value and the potential in everyone we meet, that God loves each and every one of us and longs for us to become aware of that love and respond to him in our hearts. And that life that Jesus offers us is one that, regardless of whether you have an Odeon cinema membership, we can see and embrace the world and ourselves in the reality that God has made us in. I should add that you know, I'm someone, I love uh, the works of J.R.R. Tolkien, and, and he had a lot of things to say about escapism, I'm not saying that to escape from, from the world into uh, literature or fiction or, or hobbies is a bad thing. But I think the manner in which uh, we do so and what lies behind it is what is telling. Um, and Jesus enables us really to, uh, to celebrate creativity um, and to... Yeah, to... If we're illuminated with his light... We get to see things as they are, uh, and we can live in his love. Just to, uh, to finish, some elsewhere in John's gospel, uh, some famous words that I'm sure we'll all know. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And this is what Advent and Christmas are all about. God loves you. He sent his son Jesus into the world for you in order to save you and to be with you. As we were praying before the service, one of the team had a a phrase 
uh, from the Lord. Lift your eyes. There is hope. That's something that we've been coming back to a few times in our service so far. And I think it's so poignant today as we reflect on Jesus as light of the world. Lift our eyes to the person of Jesus, God's Son. And we're going to uh, worship God in song now, so I'd like to invite the band to, to come up. We're going to sing of God's holiness, in which lies behind his great love for us. Uh, and afterwards, we'll be receiving communion. And I'd just like to invite you to use both of these as a, as a way of responding to Jesus as the light of the world, uh, that we may recognize his work in and around us, and that we may pass on that light to others uh, who are around us in our lives, in our families, at work, in our neighborhoods. So why don't